You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mela Borowski and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Mindy Ruddick is with us today to have a witchy talk about self-care and anything else we decide to chat about. Since Mindy's first time on the podcast, we've become friends and Mindy has been on Broom Talk, a witchy live stream with me a few times. If you didn't guess it, Mindy is a witchy woman and an intuitive wellness coach. I'm loving how she uses her many skills to help people find their magic. Skills you may not even consider magical in some cases like martial arts. She's a creator of so much magic in the world, and I'm honored to have her on the podcast again. Welcome, Mindy, my dear. Thank you so much for having me again. I am really looking forward to our chat today. Awesome. So what's been going on in your world since you were here last? Um, Let's see. Since I was here last, I was finally able to relaunch my in-person night of self-care we call i named mojo at the dojo Mm. where a group of like-minded women get together and spend a couple hours together we do some sort of physical activity release we have a little chat and discussion and then we head into some deep guided meditation it's a whole night of wellness healing and witchiness i guess that sounds awesome i wish i was near you because i'd be there (laughs) It is definitely a fun night, and the energy is mind-boggling sometimes. Mm. How many people normally do you have coming to that? Well, currently, because of COVID restrictions, I've still kept our numbers down. So I've actually had to do two a month to accommodate Mm. all the people interested. And so one one week will typically be about nine to ten people, and then Mm. the next week is six or seven people so oh, that's awesome yeah it's definitely nice to have it back my my self-care has enjoyed having it back so self-care is a topic that is very near and dear to your heart it sounds like why, why is it so important to you without self-care who's gonna take care of us mm. a lot of us often in our lives I mean I work with women and our focus is everyone else Our focus is taking care of the people around us, our children, our spouses, our family members. And to remind ourselves from time and time to take care of ourselves is so important. There's the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So it definitely, and my background in massage therapy helps Mm. drive my desire for self-care as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that whole metaphor of having a cup inside. One time um, it was explained to me as like the Holy Grail, a chalice, that women are the keepers of the of the grail. And we have this chalice inside of us and we have to keep our chalice full. And so I still tell people, you know, keep your cup full. But in my mind, I see this chalice inside of me that I need to keep full because really it is even for somebody who feels like they have to give to everyone else and they don't want to they think it's selfish to take care of themselves if you think about it as not being selfish but as being a good steward of your energy self-care makes sense because you can't give anything if that chalice is empty 
Absolutely. The other one I visualization or thing I've been hearing a lot lately is you don't let your cell phone battery die. Hmm. Why are you letting your battery die? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Plug in and charge or unplug, I guess, and charge and Mm. take care of you. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you think people are so obsessed with being connected to their cell phones and social media today? I I think it has a lot to do with that instant gratification Mm. or instant something. It has a lot to do with, I'm guilty of this. I get get reprimanded, we shall say. Um, (laughs) A text will come in and, or a message will come in. And sometimes I haven't even thought it through and I'm already responding. And then I'm trying to backtrack and it, it's this instant thing that we have. I mean, the internet has brought that to us, this instant, it's there. The information we want is there. The person we want is there. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good self-care practice. I mean, boundaries are an important yeah. part of self-care and you can create those boundaries by simply silencing your phone. Mm-hmm only checking it certain intervals throughout the day. Easier said than done. (laughs) (laughs) If you have the ability to have a quiet time on your phone and you're not taking it, I encourage you listeners to use that because I've been using it for years and I, I can't remember. I just got a new phone and I can't remember what I said it as, but it's either nine o'clock or something like that at nine until eight the next morning only people on a special list get through to me i don't get messages i absolutely do that as well mine is typically 7 30 to 7 30 mm. but the odds that the volume of my phone is even on is <laughs> very slim people will be like i tried to contact yeah my my phone's always on silence yeah <laughs> for me i just don't carry it and yeah. I, I have gotten myself in some trouble not carrying it when I, I got headbutted by one of my goats and I fell in my pasture. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, I very narrowly missed a tree, a tree stump that was sticking up that could have hurt me very badly. But with my fibromyalgia and my knees, I really did hurt myself and I was laying in the pasture I don't know, screaming for a good 15, 20 minutes until I was able to drag myself to the fence and hobble myself back into the backyard and up to the house. And after that, my husband said, you have got to carry your cell phone everywhere you go on the property. Oh, absolutely. Please do. (laughs) And I still forget because it is a pain. You know, you're out there maybe working in the garden or something. Maybe you don't have pockets. Carrying a cell phone is just not something that I tend to do. But that thing that happened, it made me think, okay, yeah, it would have been nice if I would have had the cell phone to call somebody for help. But on the other hand, I don't like having that energy with me when I'm out just enjoying, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I have to work on of, of having that. But my husband, it gets on me all the time because I don't carry my cell phone. I don't keep it with me in all rooms of the house. I'm terrible about getting back to messages and Mm -hmm. texts and phone calls from people. And I think part of that is my personality. I don't like being connected like that. 
So <laughs> for me, my self-care is on, on certain days and times. I don't have my cell phone with me, even though in some cases the self-care would be that I would have it. <laughs> I wish I'm the opposite. It's typically in my pocket. If I'm down at the garden, it might be playing music. Mm. I might have it. So I wish I was better at being able to, even though it's on silent, it is yeah. with me. Yeah. So maybe we, I need to give you a little bit of, of me and you need to give Balanced. me a little bit of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important to look at your social media use, though. I think that a lot of times we see the phone in a way that's not healthy because the way I see the phone and I tell people this all the time, especially when they get pissed at me for not immediately getting back to them, even if I read the text or read the message, I don't reply back right away. Very rarely. Yep. And I get in trouble with my friends and clients and people, but I say, you know what? This phone is not for you. Mm. This phone is a tool for me. And I, I mean, I'm 50 years old this year. I grew up in a time where we did not have the cell phones. I'm 42 this year and I grew up in a time where we didn't have cell phones. I remember breaking down in my car and getting my butt out of the car at 2 a.m. and hiking my way up to a gas station to a payphone. Yep. Yep. And I remember phones that were wired to the wall and having to go into my parents' room and sit on the floor to talk to my friends on the phone. We didn't even have cordless phones at that time. Or wrapping yourself up in the cord because you can't sit still. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've just never gotten my mindset to where I am on call to everyone's whim at all times. I just feel like when I need the phone and when I'm ready to look at messages, that's when I'll do it. And so I can't really comprehend why people get upset at me that if I'm living my life and I'm doing my thing, I am not going to be responding all day long at any given time immediately when you send me something. So I have an interesting thing that occurred to me because of the cell phone. I was in a position at a school where I was a director of education and that phone made me accessible to the school 24 hours a day. Mm. And that actually led to me experiencing burnout. Wow. I went through a whole process. I left that position. Yeah, self-care. I didn't have time to think about myself. I was eating lunch at my desk. I was not sleeping well. I was, it was, and it was all because of that 24 hour access that people had with me with my phone. You don't have to allow people to have 24 seven access. You can take entire days off if you want. You can do social media blackouts. Think about the old days, I guess. And you know, you left a message, you had voicemail. <laughs> it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's I mean, it's a really important one. I wish I had learned it before I experienced it, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. be where I am now mm -hmm. if I hadn't gone through that whole process. Yeah, we, we learn from all the things that happen in our life. And my lack of self-care didn't have to do with cell phones, but I still had an experience where I wasn't taking care of myself and I wasn't doing things for myself. I was I got burned out as well, but it's because I was giving, giving, giving constantly, always 
at the place helping somebody, always giving more to my job than I was getting paid for and overdoing it and always being the one to volunteer for everything. And I'm not saying that any of that is is bad in a sense, but it is negative when you're not taking care of yourself. Well, and it's the most common underlying reason we burn out. Mm -hmm. We give too much. We don't get enough back. And even if that's giving ourselves back what we need back, I mean, that's deep down, that's why burnout happens. We give, 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 whether it's energy, whether it's work, whether it's whatever it is. And we don't remember to take and give to ourselves. I think this is a really good conversation because a lot of times, I mean, self-care is such a hot topic right now, but a lot of times when you see the memes about it or people talk about it, it's all about going and getting a massage and massages are great, but you know, getting your nails done, there is a lot more to self-care than just those things. I call that just one form of self-care. Yeah. Digging in the garden is self-care. Mm-hmm. My martial arts, punching a bag is self-care. Yeah. Laying in my bed doing nothing <laughs> can be self-care. It's right. it's how you define it, how you look at it. That's uh, the memes, like you said, the definitions that are out there for self-care kind of make me giggle sometimes. And I just want to take a step back. Self-care is what your intuition is telling you you need right now. And if you think about what you said with a cell phone, recharging the battery. Anything that recharges your battery is self-care. And so for me, cleaning, making my bed. Some days I don't make my bed. Some days I do. But when I make my bed, that is self-care because it recharges my battery. It makes me feel good. Decluttering my office, rearranging my furniture, taking a whole box of crap from my house to a thrift store is self-care. I just did an entire weekend of an office redo for myself Mm. and two bags of trash, multiple bags of things to be donated, an entire actual dresser to be donated. And this space feels amazing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I rearranged mine and I brought one of my plants in here and rearranged my office and got rid of a lot of stuff. I went through clothes and I I believe that it was um, Crystal's podcast where she said, don't keep your skinny clothes. Yeah, I actually just listened to that. Yes. <laughs> so I dug in my closet and got out my container of skinny clothes last week and it was all given away or donated. And it good felt for so you. good. Good for you. In a way, if you think about it, A lot of people talk about it around the different phases of the moon. Mm. One phase is manifesting. One phase is releasing. All those different things. If we're aligning ourselves and doing those things anyways, our self-care can become that. Right. We can use the release. We can use the manifestation as part of our self-care. Yeah. I love that. So the waxing is when you're adding and the waning is when you're getting rid of stuff Uh, and that can be energy that can be stuff that can be that can be people yeah i mean self-care sometimes is breaking 
a cord, a chain, or however you want to envision it with someone who's not providing for you what you feel you need to be getting. Again, if you're just giving, giving, giving and not getting in return, that can be self-care, just severing that tie. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's not outwardly toxic people, but does talking to a certain person on the phone drain you or energize you? Yes. And it could even be family and you don't necessarily have to cut family. And I mean, in some cases you do, but you don't necessarily have to cut family completely out of your life. But it goes back to the phone again. I tell people all the time, if someone is calling you and you're just like, oh my God, I cannot talk to this person, but you feel compelled to answer it. Mm. You don't have to answer it. That phone is there for when you are available. Even if it's your mama, it's your sister, it's your child. You do not have to answer the phone every time that it rings. That's what voicemail is for. That's what text is for. And you can always listen to the voicemail to make sure it's not an emergency if you feel like you need to. But if someone is calling constantly and complaining and draining you and you know, that whole spoon idea. I don't know if our listeners are familiar with that, but if you just don't have enough spoons to deal with your mama today, don't answer the phone. Absolutely. It can happen when you're in person too. I mean, mm-hmm. I love my boys to death, but some days I'm just like, you guys stay over there for a few minutes, please. <laughs> I've had to actually step out of the house before and go and get some breaths outside because it was so overwhelming for me. And in fact, we had some guests at at my house itself not long ago, and I was so stressed and overwhelmed that I came and locked myself in my office for just a little while. I just needed, that was my self-care. I just needed to take a break from people. I don't people very well. (laughs) Well, I don't post-pandemic, but that's completely different. (laughs) I've never peopled well, so... (laughs) I mean, those are the boundaries. Like we were saying, like, yes, massage, facials, Mm. those are all amazing forms of self-care. But knowing when you need to say no is an even greater form of self-care knowing when you need to sneak away when you need to have alone time or you need a group of people however it works knowing that about yourself is a deeper type of self-care absolutely so let me ask you this is there a time that you can remember when it was really hard for you to say no and set that boundary. I see no as the greatest boundary of all, but it turned out to be such a blessing that you said no. So that would have to be definitely more recent in my life because no was not a word in my vocabulary. Very, mm-hmm. It hasn't been for very long. And I honestly, I don't have a specific moment, but I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. and coming from the pandemic and I mean I'm in Massachusetts we we had it rough here for a while Mm. and that actually taught me that it's okay to say no yeah that it's okay to stay within my own comfort boundaries my family was getting together at Christmas and my husband sons and I were not ready for that at all Mm. so we gave out the option to do a Zoom where they could Zoom us in. And it it was met with a lot of resistance and some not so good energy, but 
uh, through the support of my husband and stuff, we stuck to our guns and Mm -hmm. it ended up being a really fun experience. And even a few days later, my dad was like, oh, that was really neat how we did that. I enjoyed that. And Mm kind of taught an old dog new tricks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Here's a self-care spell for you to get yourself a little courage. Get you a red candle. Carve the word courage into your red candle and let it burn. You can even find some great crystals that will activate courage to carry with you, like bloodstone, carnelian, even tiger's eye are great. And here's an affirmation. I call upon the mighty spirit to fill me with logic and strength, to send my blood flowing vibrant and red as I face the fear I truly dread. Harming no one, I voice my thoughts with clarity and grace. Presenting a well-considered plan, I am able to save face. Let understanding set me free. This I ask and give thanks for. Blessed be. Practically speaking, do you have a number one every single day self-care practice? Yes. Every day after my amazing cup of coffee in the morning, I pull a crystal oracle card Mm. and I do a reading for the day. Um, I do post that reading in my group on Facebook, but that it kind of helps me set my own energy for the day and kind of tells me what my next step is going to be. My days are always interesting as to what's going to happen next (laughs) but that is the first step in my process of the day and it kind of helps set my mood for the day I guess what was your message for today um today's card that I pulled was actually copal and let me flip to my journal that I write this in every day So Copal is uh, confidence, creativity, and clearing. So this is actually very fitting, Mella. It says, (laughs) clear the space around you. Clear the space within you. Mm -hmm. Clear a way that all needs to be cleared. Move forward with confidence. Move forward with creativity. Wow. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And you had no idea that I was going to ask you about all the decluttering and everything. Absolutely (laughs) not. But that's just kind of how things end up working out most of the time. Yep, definitely. So for me, the one thing that I do almost every morning, I did not actually do it today because I had, I got up late, but because I'm an empath and because of just especially how the world is right now and all the stress even going on around me, I will watch the news in the morning and most of the time, even if it's good or bad news, which is mostly bad, I cry. And so I sit in front of the news. I get it on YouTube. I don't watch, I don't have actually have cable or anything. So I watch it on YouTube and I cry. And that sets my kind of release for the day that gets all the pent up stuff out. And I find that it is, it sounds odd to some people, but it is an amazing self-care practice to just sit there and allow 
myself to cry and then I feel energized and I get up and I'm ready for the day. Sometimes there is nothing better than a good cry Mm -hmm. because you've gotten it out of your system. You've gotten it out of the way and then you can build nothing but positivity from there. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And, you know, sometimes I thought, well, maybe I should do it at night and get rid of whatever's going on from the day, but it just doesn't work out for me. And I found that doing it as my first thing in the morning. I used to have coffee every morning and I would drink my coffee when I watched the news. But now that I am doing the celery juice every morning, which is another self-care thing that I've been doing, I drink my celery juice and I watch the news and I cry. (laughs) Is that not hippie? (laughs) That's something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. (laughs) I try to end Uh, Most of my days, it's tougher during the week when I'm teaching my karate classes and stuff because I come home later, but I try to end almost every day with a bath. Mm. And I will typically, I actually stay in the water until it drains Mm. and I allow the water to take with it anything from the day that I don't need anymore. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel when I get in my pool. Um, mm. I, my husband got me a saltwater pool. I probably talked about it to you before. And it, it's my healing place. It's a place of healing for me and for my community. And so when I get into that, I set the intention every single time. This is a place of healing. And I allow things to just release off me because I, I don't get into a bathtub. I have a shower. Yep. I mean, I have one bathtub in my house, but with my fibromyalgia and everything, getting (laughs) out of a bathtub and in a bathtub, that is not possible right now, but that's what the celery juice is healing. So maybe one day. Maybe. The pool has a rail. I lower myself. I step down the stairs, lower myself into it, and it's like I go into a magical world. I'm, I'm very much a water witch. Water is very healing. Empaths are drawn to water as well. And never mind the salt. Exactly. The salt is just an amazing addition to it to be just a healing place. I've even gone to the healing springs that's in South Carolina called God's Acre and brought back gallons of that healing water and poured it into my pool. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. A few years ago, I really considered getting into the monthly witchy box thing, but I never went through with it. Um, I even put it as an incentive for some of my higher tier Patreon patrons at one time, but no one ever took that tier, so I got rid of it. But the idea is is really fun to me. I did receive one before. It came from Magical Folk. I used a lot of the items I got from it, especially this handmade enchantment board, which I have behind me. In fact, I use it all the time. It's really a treasure, but I canceled that because one, money got tight when we moved to our new house, and two... There was no option not to get all the scented stuff. And it was pissing me off to have to throw away or give away most of what was coming in the box because I was getting, you know, scented oils and scented bath salts and scented candles and incense. And I am so sensitive and allergic to a lot of smells. Yes. So I was like, I want, can you just send me a crystal instead of that? But, you know, they couldn't do something special just for me. So I got rid of it. That's a really long introduction to my question, but you do (laughs) the monthly magical box, don't you? What's yours like? I do. It is called the Magical Ritual Box. Hmm. It is a 
monthly subscription box that is designed around a crystal of the month. Ooh. Um, the most recent one I did was Black Agate. And I try not to choose the most obvious theme for that crystal. So uh-huh. being a black crystal, it's very grounding. But I didn't want to go with the straightforward groundingness of it. So I did a little research on it and discovered that there's some quiet confidence that makes itself part of the black agate. So I created the entire kit, the box, around this confidence. Mm. And this box was one of the first ones that I actually really ventured deeper into the witchy side of things. And Mm. I included a black agate pendulum. Wow. And a pendulum board that I created. Nice. I make about 95% of everything that goes into the boxes. Mm. Everything is all natural. I can tell you every ingredient that goes into stuff. Mm. I like taking pride in that side of it. And I like that it incorporates my energy into what I'm sending to these amazing women every month. Oh, that's awesome. So what are some of the things besides what you've already shared that have been in previous boxes? So I also, typically it is, as I call it, it's a witchy self-care box mm-hmm. or witchy wellness box. So it, it goes around that crystal and then works off of that. Each month I write a ritual that incorporates all the pieces of the puzzle. Mm. So you might get a bubble bath, a mini essential oil spray, mm. um, an essential oil roller ball, a smoke cleansing bundle. A few months back, the crystal of the month was smoky quartz. Mm. So that whole box theme was release. And I made a candle in that that incorporated white sage and cedar and all these amazing yummy scents. Oh, wow. And nothing artificial is Mm -hmm. ever in any of these these boxes, these kits. Um, that one also included, it was a macrame sun catcher that I made with Ooh. the smoke ports. That sounds amazing. Yeah, with the scents, I'm, I'm a very odd duck with that. I'm allergic to cinnamon, for one thing. Like, it will put me in the hospital. I probably oh, no. shouldn't say this in public <laughs> to people. <laughs> My brother vaped something with cinnamon as one of the ingredients and it doesn't matter if it's fake cinnamon real cinnamon like the cinnamon brooms in stores i've been on my knees in the parking lot after walking into a store oh my goodness it is it and i've been in the hospital with anaphylactic shock because of the cinnamon so well if i ever send you a box <laughs> i'll make sure there's no cinnamon involved yeah so <laughs> I'm, I'm just an odd duck with the smell thing so <laughs> You know, I I just um, sometimes with the big boxes with, you know, all the people that are dealing with it, I'm just like, why can't there be a no scent option? (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm working right now on our August box. Um, And what I did back at the beginning of the year is I did a card pull. I put in a deck of cards, Mm. all of the crystals I have in my shop. And I did a card pull. And that is how each month was chosen. Wow. And it just so aligned that August is Peridot, which happens mm. to be the birthstone for August. Wow. 
and it's just interesting how that aligned together. Yeah, that's a beautiful stone too. Yes. So the theme for the August kit that I'm currently working on is compassion and healing. Hmm. So I'm starting to put together my ideas and everything like that that's going to go into the box and I started painting things and I don't want to give everything away, <laughs> but I've started working on the different set, like where I'm going to go with different things this month. And it's, it's a fun process because I enjoy researching and learning things. Yeah. And this is kind of a way where I can dive a little deeper. I just happened to be out in the neighborhood recently and I found elder blossoms mm. and I found yarrow. Mm-hmm. And St. John's Wort. Mm -hmm. All three of those I have in my garden. <laughs> yes. So those are going to be, whether it's this month or one of the future months, they're yeah. going to find their way into some of the upcoming products and different things like that. Oh, that's awesome. And so where do people sign up for this? You can either send me a message through the uh, my Facebook page, The Wellness Path, um, women's wellness coaching, or you can head to the website, thewellnesspathwwc.com, and there's a link in there for the magic ritual box. And is there a limit on how many you make every month? No. Currently, I just actually launched this box in October, and I am so excited. I am up to six monthly subscribers. Oh, amazing. So... No, right now we're we're a low number, but yeah. we'll see what happens and what comes from it. Well, when you're making that much handmade, you don't want a hundred boxes, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a full time job. And I mean, if you ever got to that point, which if if that is your intention, I see it happening because it's wonderful. But that would be a full time job preparing for a lot of boxes. Oh yes, yeah, so I would definitely be calling on some of my witchy friends to come in and help me. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work just for six boxes. That's why I put it as a Patreon tier because I, and limited it because I thought, well, if I want to put the energy and work into this, I don't want it to just be me, you know, ordering a bunch of bulk stuff and putting it in a box. So it's, it's funny you say that. I don't know if I've outwardly put a limit on it, but when I'm ordering products, I only order a certain number. I'm not going to tell you what the number is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and if it's above that, I haven't had that happen yet. Yeah. But I guess that's where my limit would be, wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. So if y'all are interested in a wonderful handmade and, and so much great energy box of witchy stuff, y'all look into Mindy's box. So you're also teaching a workshop at our upcoming Green Wild Festival for Witches and Mystics. What's it going to be about? I am talking about elemental magic and how to keep our elements in balance. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I can't wait for this festival. We've got so many great workshops and ideas, and I love the idea of that workshop. I'm excited to, um, with it because as I'm going to be talking about keeping them in balance, I am going to talk about self-care ways to keep our elements in check and what it looks like if they're not in balance mm. and just kind of taking it into that direction a little bit. Okay. And with our theme being kind of the thinning of the veil, how do you see your workshop working into that? 
So at, as the veil is thinning, our natural elements that we have in our charts are balancing us and keeping us level. And it's mm -hmm. what is missing that we're going to need to keep on a level field. Okay. As the veil thins and we all go through changes and we level up and amazing things happen, we just have to make sure all parts of us are in check. Mm. Yes. Amazing. So tell us again some of the things that you offer otherwise with your business that you haven't already talked about and how people can get in touch with you about those things. Um, I do make and create self-care products, bath soaks, bath teas, bath fizzers, different things like that. And they are available for custom creations through my website or just reaching out to me. I also do different macrame necklaces and bracelets and things like that with crystals. Hmm. I'm I'm a crystal chick through and through. <laughs> and even if it's sending me a message of, hey, I have no idea what crystal this is. Could you help me identify it? Yeah. I love doing that kind of stuff too. <laughs> Wonderful. I see that happening all the time. People are always asking about what crystal they have. Yes. I, I also, I'll get a, a message in the morning sometimes. Hey, Mindy, I have this appointment ahead of me today. These are the crystals I have to choose from at home. What do you recommend I take with me today? Oh, wonderful. So is there a, a email address that people could send you pictures of crystals? They don't know what it is? Sure. Uh, it's the wellness path, WWC at gmail.com. So there you go, listeners. If you've got a crystal sitting around and you just don't know what it is, you can't remember what it is, you can send it to Mindy and see what she has to say about it. Hopefully I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we don't know. Sometimes there's crystals that look the same, but you could probably say, well, it might be this or yeah. this or this, and they exactly. can look further into it. <laughs> Lead you in the right direction. My track record's been pretty good so far. Awesome. Any final words for us? Self-care is not selfish. Mm. Self-care is a necessity. If we're not getting the encouragement, the recognition from elsewhere on our lives, we can turn and give it to ourselves. And that in and of itself is a form of self-care. Mm -hmm. And whether it's witchy wellness, witchy self-care, or however you look at it, it's such an important part in our everyday yes absolutely and if you don't have a witchy self-care practice maybe some of the ideas we talked about might be something you can incorporate and i would highly highly recommend the best self-care tip of all is starting to say no and set boundaries yes yes that's a great place to start one of the things i tell my clients when they have trouble saying no that i just thought about is to say no to things that don't matter to get your lips and tongue into practice of saying the word no. So if your friends say, hey, you want to go to McDonald's today for lunch and you don't care, you don't care where you go. Therefore, say, no, I'd rather not go there. Let's go to Bojangles instead just to practice. So use it in places where you're not going to get a lot of issues from it just to practice it in a safe space. Absolutely. That's a really good one. <laughs> it has helped some people because like anything, when you start doing things that are scary, 
it's great to practice those type of things, just like even reading cards or using your pendulum and things like that. Use it for things that aren't life and death. Use it for things that you aren't going to have backlash for and get that practice in a safe space. And friends and family are very often safe spaces that you've cultivated. They're not always, but a lot of times they are. And so just, you know, get your mouth forming the word no when it doesn't matter. And then when it does matter, you'll have had that practice. And and that first step when you try anything new or different is always the most difficult step. Yeah. But once you take that first step, you never have to repeat the first step again because you did it. That's right. You can only go forward and sometimes, I mean, sometimes you go in that spiral and it feels mm-hmm. like you're going down, but you are, even with a spiral, you'll, you're never as low as when you first started. Yep. Never back at that starting point. Always, yep. always moving. Yes. That's the important thing. So anytime you feel like you are going backwards, you're just think, okay, where was I a year ago? Where was I 10 years ago? Because you're never going to be as low as when you first started. You're always learning things. You're always moving along. And that works with self-care as well. Be compassionate with yourself. Yes. Offer yourself grace. Yeah. And if you set up a this habit and you say, I'm going to do the self-care habit every single day and you don't do it for a week, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Don't throw it out. Don't say, ah, I done screwed it up, so I ain't even going to do it anymore. Just start it again. Yep. It's just a speed bump in the path, and it maybe the way you had it set up to do it wasn't the exact way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And you can bring in the micro habits. I like to talk about the micro habits. Instead of saying, I'm going to meditate for an hour every single day, why not say, I'm going to meditate for three minutes every day? You can always add to it, but the micro habit of, th- of stopping and being still for three minutes is much more doable and you're going to stick with it a lot longer than a whole hour. Absolutely. So self-care yes. doesn't have to take up hours and hours. It doesn't have to be big things. It could be something as simple as saying thank you every morning before your feet hit the ground. Saying thank you at the end of the evening as you get ready to end your day. Just honoring the food that you eat before you eat it. So many little things. So good. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been wonderful as always to have you here, Mindy. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me again. I have enjoyed every moment of this. Wonderful. And I cannot wait to hear your workshop at the festival. (laughs) I am definitely excited for that. And I'd love to hear what our listeners think about this episode. What do you do for your own witchy self-care practice? Tell us what you think. If you go to our podcast website, you can comment on this very episode with your thoughts, with your questions. Tell us about your self-care, the problems you have with self-care, the problems maybe that you have with saying no. You can even click that little microphone, send me a voice message. And if you do that, I might just use it on a future episode. So take care, and y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. 
or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.